What is up, dude? Not First much. of all, I want to say thank you for bringing this whole idea of like this vision that I've had for this podcast, yeah. like literally to a T. Like, look at this room, dude. I know. This room's sick. Like, you sent me the first one yesterday. I watched it this morning. I'm like, that is so fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Turned out pretty good. Dude, I'm amazing. pretty happy with it. So a little backstory on Sam real quick. <laughs> it is the craziest story of how Sam came to Viper. So uh, this was like a year, maybe a month ago, a year and a month ago, and we really needed more content, more video, a photographer, somebody to come in that had the same style and branding that we had. And I had this buddy named Khan. And the weirdest thing is like, I never saw his posts on my Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting at lunch and I'm just scrolling through Instagram and I saw him post a picture of himself and he tagged you in it. And I click on it and I'm like, Sam, and. Sam from Green Bay. I go on your profile. It says Green Bay, Wisconsin, videographer, photographer. I look at some of your stuff. I'm like, dude, let's go. Yeah. DM'd you right away. You DM back. I'm like, this is our dude. And then I think you sent another message and I didn't respond for a day or something. And then out of nowhere, the doorbell rings. Hey, I'm Sam. Uh, I messaged you on Instagram. I wanted to come and introduce myself. Back yet. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I'm like, you're hired. <laughs> Done deal. Like, yeah. this is who we need. Yeah. You know, and what made you what made come me? here? The, no, what made you come here? Uh, I liked my other job, and I liked the people that I worked with a lot. Um, so it wasn't like I was looking for something, really. And then I saw the opportunity, and I was like, you know, like, okay, well, this seems kind of cool. Like, you know, I really want to do, like, full-time photography and videography again because I hadn't for a while. Uh, I always just did it on the side, mm -hmm. pretty much like whenever I was done with work, I was doing it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, oh, I'll just show up. I literally, the only reason why I came that day is because I had a dental appointment and I was I was off. So I had like a time frame I was off until right. and I didn't have to be back. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll stop. just, yeah, maybe I'll go stop. Dude, so. Alex, Alex can attest to this also like. They, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like literally go with your gut on every decision that majority of decisions that you have to make, yeah. like go with your gut. If your gut says yes, or you feel like something's wrong or you feel like it should be a different way, make it that way. Yeah. Um, but no, then you came in and you introduced yourself. We kind of walked around and that same day, right? We had you go out in the shop after mm -hmm. everybody was done and we're like, Hey, okay. You have the next like hour and a half, two hours to like design a cool video mm -hmm. or something or like, Oh, show take us some pictures, take some pictures, yeah. like whatever you want to do, like show us what you got, I guess. And like an hour and a half later, you come back, you're like, all right, uh, I think I have everything that I need. Uh, I'll send it to you when I'm done. And we're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, I think it was that night at like midnight or some shit. You, yeah, probably. <laughs> you, you sent it to us. And I'm like, I, I called Dylan that night or that morning. I'm like, Sam's hired. Like done deal. Yeah. This is a dude that we're looking for. Got the same branding idea that we need. Same styling. Let's get him in and let's go. Yeah. And then it's pretty cool. Like the rest is history. And it's been just insane. And it's been a year later. Your, insane to see your growth through like your skill from video to photo to like all around your lighting, like the little things that people don't realize you dialed it, dude. Yeah. So it's taken, taken a while, but a little side know. note, a 
you know, pre-entry intro to this. Uh, and speaking of getting it dialed, let's talk about dialing let's go. in this podcast. So, Dane, where do we leave off yesterday or last time? Yeah, so yesterday. let's recap the first the first podcast. So we talked about um, kind of like the beginning days of college mm-hmm. uh, when I was in college. And some of the projects that you went through, some yep. of the failed ventures that you had and what you learned from them. Yep, yep. The first app project took some money from investors is kind of where we left off. And the ending note was uh, – if you want to have any opportunity in the future, you have to burn your past. Totally agreed. You have to burn your past. So let's pick up from there. Um, honestly, I think that's a, a, a good starting point. So uh, we're still in college. It's end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year. Got the 150K from, from investors. Um, so, okay, I have an initial question about that. So you yeah. said it took a, sort of a year to go through. In, in that year... I mean, is there like just a bank account with 150k in it? That's you. You like open up the app, or you wake up one morning and you're like, "Fuck no, I don't really want to look." The like, I've done that thing. with my personal bank account right. before, where you're like, "All right, this should work." Oh, oh you're seeing when it's gone. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, no, yeah. no, like on its way down. Like yeah. you're watching it whittle. Like you what all, does that feel like? You know, you you feel it in your gut of like, well, it it was kind of what we talked about before. Is like when it's not your money, you don't you spend it on things that you think you need. But mm-hmm. you really don't, you know. Yeah. And uh, you don't fight for it as hard as you would if it was yours. Like, okay. let's say, take for example, we had a round of uh, design changes or app changes on our project, and we got the bill and it was ten grand. I just paid it. Mm-hmm. Where if that was our money and we still do it to this day with Viper, we call and be like, "Why is it ten grand?" Mm-hmm. You said walk, it was going to be less. Literally, yeah. you said it was going to be less. Walk me through step by step. And more than more than not, it's cut in half or cut in a quarter or whatever it may be. So you reduce that amount of, of initial load. Or you never would have been the pro- done the project if you would have understand the entire scope. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just an immature business move. You know, yeah. you're, you're paying for stuff that you don't necessarily need and you're not necessarily fighting for the cash. Mm-hmm. And not to say I, I really didn't spend it stupidly. You know, like everything I thought was in the best interest for the company. It wasn't like blowing it on a new car with advertising or something like that. Like yeah. it was legit stuff that I thought was was needed. But yeah, in the gut, you could like I could see it you could decreasing. It. And yeah, it's a, it's a shitty feeling. It's one of the worst, to be honest. I would imagine it's probably pretty similar to when you're driving – like your car and there's no gas stations yeah. for a while and you're like, come on, baby. Literally. All right, I'm going to – let's get up to 80 and we'll ride it back down to 60 and then Dude. slowly try and work your way back up, you know. One more mile. Come on, let's go. Uh, but the craziest stuff happened too. So we – I don't know if we talked a ton about it, but whatever. We The app was called Pixie. We renamed it to Balance because it was more kind of a cleaner style to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to balance your life of mm-hmm. – uh, on screen and off screen. Um, and we own the domain balance.com or wow. balanceapp.com, which okay. is a pretty good domain yeah. name. And literally, it's out got, of the, it's like pretty catchy. Yeah, right. Out of the blue, this is when we have very minimal cash, maybe 15 grand left in the bank. Yeah. Uh, this guy from California that owns like a cryptocurrency app was their company was developing a new app that wanted the name balance. Okay. I don't know if it was like crypto balance or whatever it was. <laughs> he contacted me saying, hey, I see you own this domain, balance.app or whatever the hell it was. And he's like, I want to buy it. What's what's your li- listing price for it? And I'm like, 
I don't know, like 150k. A, no, yeah. literally, like in my mind, I'm just like a grand, maybe two grand, and I'm like, uh, I didn't give him an offer. I'm like, shoot me your best price or what you're thinking yeah. for, and he comes back with 10 G's. I'm like, holy shit, this is what websites go for? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude, for sure, like. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah, people make a living off of squatting websites. Yeah, they, they buy it. will buy it and they will sit on it at any cost. Right, and I didn't know that. And uh, there's this, like, third-party app that you could go through that's mutual for both parties. So I I did my, like, due diligence on researching mm-hmm. to make sure I didn't get screwed um, and got the money, and he got the domain name. Yeah. And that saved us. So now we're at 25 grand and like, <laughs> I'm still doing whatever I could to keep the money or like get more yeah. additional funds. Um, but like, yeah, when it's like you said, when it's bleeding, it's bleeding. Yeah. Like not much you can really do about it. Like it's a startup project. It's one of the most difficult conversations to have. Um, but yeah, so this was like 2016 to 2018 had to have that difficult conversation with the investors. Um, but that whole experience with that app project, um, everything I learned about like business, like formulating, forming a business, uh, like the legality behind it, taking investments and what that all entails, all that knowledge and information helped me for the next project. Okay. And as you'll see when we continue to, to speak on like Viper and everything, you'll see that everything from that first project has helped Viper in some way or some way shape or form okay and it goes from every single project yeah so it's like that that would be a key takeaway right now would be um that whenever you hear that it takes time like don't try to rush it it takes years to build something yeah it takes so long because you have to experience those failures you have to go through those fa- failures, and the failures don't happen immediately after. They might, which would suck. Yeah. <laughs> but it like, takes some time it to takes, show them. Literally. Um, and that's where you start to build that knowledge and that experience, and you take that failure, and you make sure you don't do it on the next business. Mm-hmm. And if you do, that's your fault Yeah. You know, because you knew what happened to it on the last business. Yeah. The business bled out, right? You, I know yesterday you said you talked down, or not yesterday. Uh, Last podcast, you said you sat down and talked to your investors and said, hey, listen, the money's gone. You know, like the app is gone under. You won't be seeing anything back. Mm -hmm. You know, what what is the what is your next step? Like, what do you do next after that? So that leads me into the into the next project that we that we worked on. So first of all, that conversation was tough, but you have to have it Mm -hmm. because you have respect for them and they gave you the their trust. Um, but they actually got a 25% tax dividend on it too. So yeah. like, say if somebody invested a hundred K, they got 25 K back. So not the worst. Is that just a write-off or is that, um... uh, no. So they actually get, so there's something that the WEDC, Wisconsin economic department of commerce okay. or something, they give uh tax, it's something with like tax benefits to those that invest in startup Wisconsin companies. Okay. Um, so they actually got like a like a tax reduction or some huh. they got like twenty five percent of their money that they invested gotcha. back. Um, but yeah, so then that that company is pretty much done. And um, at that point, like at that age, you lost this money. Um, the pro the, your first company failure, and this was end of junior year, beginning of of senior year, and that's a lot to take off. Like I was in a super dark spot. Yeah. Like everybody else was. Uh, getting job offers from Fortune 500 companies for a finance position, which you know, finance and accounting positions start off at you know 60 grand yeah. right out of college. Like that's a good wage for 
for a kid out of, right out of college. Yeah, yeah, literally. So all my friends are accepting these positions, are are doing this, are doing that, and I had just had this entrepreneur spirit in my mind. And one, I was single at the time, and one thing I continued to experience was I would always be walking to class or like be in a class or be in the gym, be in the bar, restaurant, whatever, and you see these attractive girls. You're in a college town, mm-hmm. and I'm like. We're in the digital age. You don't go and talk to people face to face, you know. Yeah. So, I'm like, why don't we should develop an app where you can go on it, a dating app, and you pull it up. It's like a map, and you can set like a beacon, almost like a radius, to where you can connect with people within that radius. You know, so it'd be like yeah. super hyper hyper focused versus like Tinder, Bumble, or whatever that you mm-hmm. can connect with people across the country. Yeah, wherever. And I'm like, that doesn't really make sense because if you get in a relationship, somebody's got to move. Yeah. You know. So I'm like, what if we could connect with somebody that's like super hyper local? Like, if you saw somebody at the gym, you could set your beacon. They could get a notification like, hey, Dane's in the area. He's interested. Mm-hmm. Um. So, the developers that helped us with the first project, I had connections, built a relationship with them. They're Good, good friends of mine. I presented this this idea to them, this dating app, and they loved it. They're yeah. like, "Dude, this is this is legit." Um, so pretty much, yeah, it was an app interface where you could go on it and you set a beacon. So you set like a radius of, of five miles, and you can see all the people's profiles within that radius. Okay, if they have their beacon set to. So I could click on your profile, learn more about you, like you have videos and everything, um, and then I could connect with you and we could start chatting. And presented that to them, and they loved it. Yeah. And they became my business partners, so they own part of the company as well. And that was like the next project, and we called it Peacock. Okay. So Peacock is when you're out, out in the wild, you're peacocking. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you ever hear that term, it's probably like a super old term. Okay. Um, but we named it Peacock, and that was the next project that, that started. And that became my, my life for the next like two years. And in this age was when a lot of companies were being bought. Uh, app companies yep. so like tinder was just bought for like a billion yeah bumble was bought for whatever so was the game plan off to start like get it up and then just try and sell it for for that project okay. yeah 100 percent. so i'm like let's just create an app build the user base get like a, a business model behind it of paying customers and then try to find attraction from like tinder or something to buy mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's that's the end goal in a project like that like that doesn't that's not a long term Mm-hmm. company that I would want to sustain. Yeah. Um, and that was their intentions too, is just, let's just build this thing as big as we can and, and kind of sell it. So any luck with it? So that's where, uh, that started end of senior year. So give people a time frame. 2018, I was 23 years old. End of senior year, I vividly remember this occurrence at our graduation party. So we're sitting in a room with all of our parents and friends, uh, all of our uh, roommates, parents and friends as well. And everybody was just kind of going around the the room saying where you got accepted, yeah, what position you're going to be doing and, you know, going from there. So one's, uh, oh, I got accepted at J.J. Keller. I'm going to be head of head of sales. Oh, I got accepted at Thrivent. Yeah. <sighs> God, the un- fucking un- literally like, pressure's building all the way the room. It gets to me. And, dude, I've, like – Still vividly remember this. And they're like, all right, Dan, what, what do you got lined up? I'm like, uh, I have a team of of guys that I'm building a dating app with. I shit you not, bros, five to ten seconds. That felt like an hour of <laughs> silence. And, like, 
just looking around the room, you could see everybody's like looking like, is this fucking serious? Yeah. And obviously conversation picks up, but the reason I vividly remember that is because I used that energy or I, I, I took that memory of that doubt mm-hmm. and like how they looked at me and I just planted a seed in my head. And I went back, I've used that scene thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the last like two years. And Damn. I still use it to date. Yeah. Whenever I'm feeling down, whenever I'm feeling unmotivated, whenever I'm feeling discouraged or somebody doubted me. So is it is it a sense of like, like what is the, the feeling that it comes with? Like, is it embarrassment? Is it like... Is it like a sense of like, I'll show you, or is it like frustration from like, like doubt or? A little bit of all of that. Okay. But the main one is I'll show you. And that I I have on my notes is I want anybody listening to really cultivate this information right here is super valuable and not a lot of people know about it or know how to use it, but negative energy. And when people doubt you and are discouraging to you, that energy is so valuable. And typically people allow it to, to tear them down mm-hmm. and to make them second think about, about what they're doing. But what you really need to do with that energy is plant that seed in your mind and do exactly what you just said, I will show you. I'm gonna prove you wrong. It's nothing against them. Yeah. You know, it's it's so it's something that I use in my mind where it's like I want to prove you wrong regardless of if I even know you in ten years. Yeah. I'm just remembering that scene and like I'm doing this for you. Uh, so <laughs> you know? I, I would play I think that that kind of thing works really good for short term bursts. I don't think it's long term sustainable because I think that keeping like a a grudge against somebody or like a you know, like you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that is long-term sustainable because to go through your whole life and being like, like on your deathbed, being like, I'll show you. No, no, no. Like, See, so that's where it's hard to explain it because that's not how it is. It's yeah. just like how you keep it internally. Like all the all the parents that were in that room that day, I don't hold anything against them yeah. at all. Like I, I've seen them all in the past. Like we still have great conversations, but in my mind, I'm still like, hey, nice to meet you, but I'm going to show you, yep. <laughs> you know, but like they so don't she, know that. You believe me yet? Yeah. So it's you not like holding it. There's no grudge holding. Okay. There's nothing of that sort. We have another story about that so on, on the Viper not, side. So it's not like a version of anger. It's a, like it's a, a level which it's like a bar you can set for yourself. It's a, yeah, it's an internal motivator. Like I'm not gonna be done until like until I get a yeah. Oh, holy cow! You actually did it, or like you know so along those lines. Right. Okay. So like as a business owner, you have to find so many different ways of encouragement or motivation, and podcasts just don't do it. Sometimes uh, you can't listen to motivational speeches; they just don't hit it. Sometimes you have to find another source of finding that energy and motivation, and that's my source. Okay. So like taking that doubt from people and literally storing that memory in my mind and always going back to it whenever I feel down. It has nothing to do with them. It has nothing against them. I still treat them with respect. It's not mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm doing this only to prove you wrong. It's like you doubted me and I'm going to and use that for energy. Exactly. It. Yeah. So like skipping ahead for Viper, when we were in our first facility, it was 3,000 square feet and it was just me. I'll tell this story again when we get there, but it's going off of what yeah. we're talking about right now. And our landlord was, he was older and he's like, told him he knows everything, everything that we're going to be doing out of there. And he's like, I don't want to do a year lease, 
lease with you guys because I don't think that you guys are going to make it. Yeah. He's like, we're going to go month to month. And I still remember exactly what I was wearing, where That's I was, what the kindling, facility man. looked like. Exactly. And I planted that in my head, never held anything against him. But it's internally, I'm like, I will prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't see us again, ever again, it's something that you have to be able to form to go back to and find energy and motivation from it. Trust me, entrepreneurs and business owners are weird and you have to find a yeah. way for external motivation or internal motivation. Yeah. You know? I think anybody does. And actually, I think so. Before we move on with the story, I actually, I often a lot of times, rather than looking at a situation in like the past that like makes me mad, I often like forward myself to like, to like I'm 80. And I'm like, would I be glad that I went and did that or that I buckled in and did that? And if the answer is no, chances of me getting it done are pretty low, mm-hmm. right? If they, if it's like, dude, I remember that one time, you know, especially 100%. with especially with photos or video, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a memory, but also like it's a like a tangible thing, you know, right. it's a video or a photo, right? And uh, I often find that mo- like motivates me further than like any past spite or you know like malice or, but. Wherever you need to get your motivation from, man, to keep it going. Everyone's different. Important. Yeah, definitely. So. But um, it's super important, too, of who you get feedback and advice advice from also. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, the people in that room, when they were doubting me, they didn't even say anything. I could just feel the doubt. Yeah. I could feel it and I could see it because it was silent and awkward. Mm-hmm. And clearly, if they would have been like, if they would have liked it, they would have been like, dude, let's go. That's awesome. Yeah. But it was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Damn, is he really? Yeah. So, like, you could feel it. But um, I looked at, like, I just took a step back, and I'm like, whenever you get advice from people or somebody doubts you or they say your idea or your business isn't going to work, take a step back and look at what they're doing. And I highly recommend not taking advice from somebody that isn't doing things or living the life that you want to live. Yeah, I and, 100% agree. You know, not, not even – just like the life, but like, what does their marriage look like? Mm-hmm. How is, do people respect them? Are they respectable to you? Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of things you got to look at. I, yeah, I think, I think sometimes you can take really good advice from people in certain situations. You know, um, a good example is my parents have had a really long and successful marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I turn to my, my parents for relationship advice or when like, you know, I'm struggling in that exactly. aspect. It's like, you guys have like, you know, 30 years, like, like I, I'm sure you have an instance like this, like clearly like help me out. Yeah. yeah. Clearly they know something, you know, but like, <laughs> as far as like business goes, you know, they're, they're not business owners that my dad has been, you know, an employee his entire life. My mom has as well, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like when, you know, if I wanted business advice, I wouldn't necessarily go asking exactly, you know, somebody who's had a 30 year marriage, you know, right. maybe they can give you something, but they're not going to be able to like totally fulfill that no you know in that definitely aspect not. so and if you ever find yourself in a scenario like that too where somebody's providing you advice on a topic that you don't really trust them or they haven't done it themselves it doesn't mean you got to be a dick to them you know just oh yeah take it in and be like okay yep sounds good but ensure that you're not holding that internally mm-hmm. and you're not taking their doubt and criticism inside and preventing you from doing what you wanted to do yeah you know so Agreed. treat them with whoever it is with respect Say, okay, cool, and you can do what I do, plant that seed in your mind, and go back to it whenever yep. you need it. Yeah, you know? 100%. Like, again, with that, with our landlord, I go back 
dude, the amount of times I go back to that scene is odd. Like, probably almost like every other day. Huh. Literally. Yeah. And, like, that's just a driving force because it's like, look, clearly it's, something's working. If I would have listened to him, I would have been like, oh, shit, maybe he's right. Like, maybe I should second think this. Maybe I shouldn't make this business. And Literally. Yeah. Like, and that was only just one of the thousands of pieces I of try doubt be, we've got. I personally try and be really careful whenever somebody tells me something, you know, like, I'll, like, you encourage them on. Like, always encourage them on. Like, I mean, unless it's a really bad idea. And right, they're like, right. They're like, dude, this, this guy from... From Europe, West Eastern Europe said, if I send him 150 grand, like, okay, well, you should maybe wait a minute, but, right. you know, like. Check your sources. You know, yeah, like, everything 100%. else, like, you, I don't well, know, I've, like, don't destroy somebody's dreams. I, so. I've heard you do it. I've heard you, that, that encouragement piece mm -hmm. that you offer when we were driving to uh, Milwaukee that day to visit uh, Speakor and Trenton had the idea of that, that video thing. I'm can't even go into details because I'm not even sure what it what it is. But you didn't you didn't doubt it at all. You're like, dude, that's 100% doable. Here's my suggestions of how yeah. I would do it. And if I was him, I would take your suggestions to heart because yeah. you clearly know what you're doing with video side of things. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Where if like if it was something that you had no idea about, then I would probably be like, okay, well, I'll take it, but I'm not going to allow. See, it and to that's stop why me. sometimes I'll just try and be silent. Like when somebody says something, they're like, oh, like I I, I want to do this and blah blah blah. It's like okay, like, I don't have advice for it, but show me, Right. you know, right. like, like, okay. I you wish know? you luck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, know? you know, like prove me, like, don't prove me wrong, but like, like show me. It's, I, I get this way when people like, people talk a big game, you go to a bar and like drink with like guys out for a night and they're, they always want to like, dude, oh, hey bro, you should come take pictures of my car. Yeah. That sounds really cool. But like, put it on the calendar. Right. And like. Call me tomorrow morning when you're sober, like, yeah. and let's talk about it. Otherwise, like, I'm I'm out of the game, dude. You know, hundred percent. Bar bar conversations with like old friends yeah. can, can be dangerous sometimes if you take it to, if you take it to heart. You know. Yeah. Um, but hopping back on, yeah. so graduated with uh, a bachelor's degree in finance and IT. Okay. Um, barely applied for any jobs. Because I just had, like, this vision of this project, and, you know, it's 23 years old. I'm like, if I'm going to take any risks, let's do it now. Yeah. Versus when I'm 30 or 40 and have a uh, wife and kids, you know, because then it's like, obviously, life is different. Yep. And I'm like, who knows? Maybe this hits off, and maybe it sells for a million dollars. Maybe it sells for – at that point, if it sold for ten grand, I would have been rich. Yeah. To me, I'm right? like, ten grand, like, shit, let's Hell go. Yeah, let's dude, take that charge in the next company. Yeah, so it's like I didn't really know where it was going. It was cool at the time. I didn't want to go work at all these corporate positions, you know, just being another person under the rug. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, all right, let's do this now. I'll give it like two years, two or three years to fully go in on it. If there's no steam or anything picking up, then I'll, like, reconsider and, and kind of switch gears from there. Um, but 23 – Graduated from college, all my friends are starting 60 plus K paying jobs at these Fortune 500 companies, and I'm making zip and moving with my parents up in Sturgeon Bay. Mm -hmm. um, nice, nice place, by the way. Yeah. It, it, no, this was before they built oh, the house. Okay. So they're in the, have you seen their, no, uh, the, the their cabins? Yeah, no. So yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's like a main cabin, and then there's like a little, guest cabin there's, there's like guest probably a little bit bigger than this <laughs> than this room and i was super grateful for it i mean i lived at yeah. rent free in a in a in a cabin but like that was my home for the next two years like i can look at it as like it, yeah it's a little discouraging of like moving back in with your parents nobody ever wants to say that but like home-cooked meals and 
rent free. But that two years allowed me to really like just dive in and focus on myself and like pursue this business, learn as much as I possibly could. I picked up designing skills. Like I taught myself how to design on Adobe XD and I was doing like side design I, projects. You didn't do that in school? No, none of it. You're very good. Yeah. But as I'll talk about, I was it, you know, yeah. but like same thing with you with, with video, you didn't start off good. No, <laughs> you, know, you don't, you don't start off. You good have to with put anything. in so many bad projects, man. So, so much, many bad dude. projects. So like I just started all these things and I wanted to learn them. And like, I, I, designed the wireframe for that dating app peacock mm -hmm. and looking back at it now i look at the designs i'm like these are atrocious like these are terrible designs but like you have to start somewhere because then yeah. i took those designs and i made them a little better made them a little better watched videos made them a little better so you're always sharpening your tool set and that's with anything that you do you always have to continue to fail and learn and fail and learn and so like, talking about the project yeah project project peacock. peacock so it was with two two business uh advisors meant whatever they were they were mentors advisors they were business partners okay and um so we're building this project and uh living at the cabin didn't necessarily go as quickly as i wanted so like let's say we did some iterations to the app it would take months mm -hmm. like two three four months for one iteration and the amount of times, like, dude, the mental strain, this allowed me to become mentally strong too. The amount of times people have asked me, like, during this time, hey, how, how's the project going? Hey, I thought you had this coming. Hey, I thought it was launching. We missed deadline after deadline after deadline after deadline of it's going to launch on this date. It's going to launch on this date. So I'm all excited because I'm pumped. I'm like, this is my first project. And April's right around the corner. I'm like telling everybody, hey, it's going to launch. It's, it's going to launch. Mm -hmm. And then it rolls around and... I asked him, I'm like, hey, uh, how are we looking? Yeah. And nope, going to be another month. Dude, that happened over and over and over and over again. And that just took a huge mental strain on me. And during that time, I'm not making any money and I need to make money. Mm -hmm. So they had obviously the, the website development skills. So I became their salesman. I was selling app projects, you know, wow. going for like 100 grand. So I'd make a little cut of commission. And I sold like two projects and made like 10 or 15 grand, but like I made that 10 or 15 grand last for another like three or four years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, but like that was my supplemental income, but long story short, the, the dating app didn't work out. It just can kind of killed itself of how long it took, you know, like okay. my satisfaction towards a project and like urgency died because this was over two years and we had probably 20 or 25 different launch dates that we we're going to do Dude. and they all failed Ugh. or they all didn't execute so it's like how long can you do something for until you just have to be like okay i gotta so was there ever directions. a working model was there ever a yeah it was and it always had bugs always had bugs so it got to the point where like we had a good working model I'm like let's just launch it like get yeah. it out to the public so we don't waste any more time on yeah. doing iterations and that was a huge uh controversy internally we shouldn't launch it yet we got to wait till all the bugs are fixed nobody's going to use it if there's bugs i'm like no we don't know if people are going to use it <laughs> if we don't like launch we were it. talking about the other day mvp literally you just need something dude. and that we had it but we never launched it so i'm like we're going to continue to waste years building something that people might not even want yeah you know i get it that there's bugs but like 
we, we won't even know if people use it if we're going to keep seriously you, you watch know? it and all of a sudden nobody uses it and it's like we just spent you could have spent 10 years plus like right. working on something that no one's ever gonna want right so that whole project really it lasted from 2018 to around like 2020 and even though it didn't work out i, I learned a ton of different lessons that i didn't learn before one be careful who you get in business with uh two which is my key point that I want this whole podcast to evolve around mm -hmm. is be careful how many projects you, you work on at once. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to jump back into, this is, this is a key point while we were working on, on this app Peacock, I was also doing side projects for them, you know, bringing in clients for other app projects. And I was the designer for those. I was designing wireframes. So they're wire working on other projects too in the meanwhile? Correct, yep. Okay. So I had probably three or four different app projects I was trying to launch for these clients on top of this main one. And that brings me to my key point is be very, very, very careful on how many separate projects you do because all that's doing, separate projects slash businesses, because all that's doing is the more businesses you start, the less you are really focused on just one. Hmm. And this is extremely important because as we move into the next the next phase yeah. of the birth of Viper, it took off because that's all I focused on. Because it was just one. One thing, I had control of it. Like the the success of it in the early stages was based on how hard I worked. Mm -hmm. You know, until we started obviously bringing more and more and more people on, where instead of, if. I had Viper and these five other projects, Viper would be nothing right now because I would have never had the time to focus to solely dedicate, on it. Yeah. Right. So it got to the point where this app didn't work out. I didn't like how things were going. I didn't like my hmm. life situation. So I just, I literally just pulled out of them. I'm like, I'm done with these. Like, so you just, you just quit Peacock. Correct. Yep. And any of the money invested again? I just said it's a wash. It's okay. a, it's, it's my, my cost to tuition. You yeah. know, it's by cost of learning. And that happens a lot. We're, Dylan and I do it to date. We we spend yeah. money when uh, it ends up not working out and you learn. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're never going to do that again because that was expensive. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but then the app projects, projects end, and this is right when my dad introduces Viper. He was still in his business, Rush Machine and Design. So I would love to get my dad on here for one of these talking about mm -hmm. his, his previous history. But um, my dad had a company called Rush Machine and Design. They would make tube benders, tube notchers, power hammers, all American made. He founded that when he was 27, 28, yeah. built it up to a super successful company to where it's at right now. <clears throat> and then um, he had Viper and he knew kind of where I was at because I lived with him and mm -hmm. I would tell him everything that's going on. And uh, he's like, why don't you guys start uh, or he's like, why don't you start selling electrical motors? So what these are is they're they're electrical motors, not like car motors. Yep. <laughs> not, yep. They're like, like a, yeah. Industrial motors. All they do is spin. That's if, it. If you've ever seen the back of a any machine in any place ever, there is a little unit that looks like a pill. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one yay big. One. Well, it depends. It depends. Right? Yeah. Right? So size. and one end has just a, a knuckle that sticks out of it. And fucking, the more that I look around, the more that I see Everywhere. Them. They are on everything, dude. I mean. Every single air condition has it. Seriously. Every single, even your treadmill has yeah. a little servo motor. Yep. Like, so 
this business was huge and it's things that you don't see these little niche industries that are billion dollar mm -hmm. opportunities yes. and he had experience with it because all of his products had a motor on it yep. and he had a great relationship with this company over in Taiwan and he's like these guys make a super high quality motor and it's not China made it's Taiwan and people got confused at first so mm -hmm. like Taiwan's in China it's like Taiwan's separate and Taiwan's products are much higher quality than China's are hmm. um, and you can see it in the product when you had it and yeah. how long they lasted just the, like the uh, the quality was there. The quality was just, it was great. They're, they're great motors and they're great yeah. people. So he connected me with him. He's like, you guys should become, or not you guys. He's like, you should use Viper to buy some of these electrical motors and resell them here in the United States. You can be the United States distributor essentially yep. for this company. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't have anything. So I'm like, I don't really want to work for someone again. Yeah. And I trusted him. I did my research and I start doing, I start looking at these companies. I'm like, Dude, these things are, like you just said, yeah. everywhere. You just don't see them. You just don't see them. Literally. And I'm like, Dad, you're onto something. This is this is cool. And I'm excited because it's something new. Yeah. And I start designing like a logo, Viper Engineering LLC, et cetera, et cetera. And we placed our first order from them. Uh, Dad helped out with this as well. This was the first. Mm -hmm. This was like the first purchase for Viper Engineering, which is still what it is today. And he... Place, place the PO, and it was a variety of different motors, anywhere from like half horsepower all the way up to like seven or eight horsepower. Okay. From his knowledge of what he thought would be the most key. Yep. And for those listening, there's probably tens of thousands of different variations of these motors. Oh, like, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Different phases, different hertz, different sizes, different this, different that. Yep. And he just took like five main sizes that yep. he thought were key. And whatever this was a taiwan made product they had to manufacture them it's got to go on a ship it's got to get shipped here so the whole process before we even got it was probably like six months so um Time during that be a lot yeah anxiety inducing literally so during that six months i was still at my parents house i'll tie in a little bit of like where we were where I met Kenzie and everything because she's going to play a vital role in a lot of things yeah. moving forward. So I was with my parents when that purchase order was made. And then I was always going back and forth to Appleton meeting with friends and stuff. And I was there for, I think it was like a wedding rehearsal or something like that. Okay. Hanging out with some friends. And this was when I was in the mind space of like me, I'm focusing solely on me. Like that's it. Yeah. Working out, eating good, reading, podcasts, et cetera. And I had all my bag for my big equipment for the gym because I was going to go work out later that night at a okay. gym in Appleton. I was going to go to the Y. One of my buddies texted me saying, hey, you should come to Crunch. And I'm like, no, dude, because I got to pay five bucks. I'm like, I'm broke. Yeah, I have no money. I'm like, I'm not paying $5 to go work out. I have yeah. a pass. He's like, I'll pay for you. I'm like, it's not even about that. Whatever, I'll come. So I go yeah. there and that's when we're working out and Kenzie was there. Mm -hmm. my, for those listening to my, my current wife. And I'm like, who is that? Like, she's cute. Yeah. <laughs> and the person I was working out with was like, dude, I actually worked with her at Nike. Like, I know who she is. Gave me her D her, her Instagram. And then later that day, ended up DMing her. Yeah. And pretty much the rest is history. So she wow. lived in Appleton. Like, that next month, I moved to Appleton, found an apartment, moved in with one of my family friend's son. Yep. So was paying $400 a month in rent. 
mind you, I had maybe two grand, three grand in the bank. That's it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I spanned it out. I'm like, 400 bucks in rent. I can live here for six months. Mm-hmm. I have to make enough money in six months to pay for the next month. Like that, that was my only goal. It wasn't like, how do I make a million? How do I do this? Like I had no income. Yeah. I was doing design projects on the side and like that was a huge, scary moment at that time of life. So I think that's a good spot to leave off for this one. Okay. Um, but like for context in this new apartment with Dylan Presso was, was my, was my roommate okay. and he was in the same position. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't really have a, a full-time job either. Um, and Matt Kenzie, we were talking and had uh, 50000 50 or $60,000 of motors coming in from oh Taiwan for this new project Yikes. that I need to build a website and everything for. So, like, the stress and anxiety it's at that pressure. point was insane. Yeah. My main goal was I just need to sell one motor a month to pay for rent. Yeah. That's it. That was yeah. my goal, you know. It that was. Seems, it seems super doable. If you if you, if you handed me it. those motors right now, I'd be like, "All right, let's get it done." But all right, Dane, let's talk. Uh, one takeaway that somebody could use: uh, they wake up tomorrow, right? We did yep. this yesterday. Um, let's say you got an idea, right? So yesterday, burn or last podcast, burn your past. Today you've got you've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? You don't you don't even have an idea. Where you, do you, where do you find something to do? What it, how do you find something of value to bring to the community to um, to the marketplace? I've always had a difficult time answering that question because of my history. So, like with the electrical motors, it wasn't that I had because the typical answer to that question is find your passion. Mm-hmm. You know. Do something that you're passionate about, which I agree with. But like for my case, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And even back then, I was selling motors that I had no interest in whatsoever. Instead, my interest was building a business and building okay. a brand, yep. building this like this company that like I could exactly what we have right now is having employees that you can jive with and have fun with and like grow them as well. Okay, so it's not I actually feel the exact same way as you do. So I don't think it's necessarily finding something to sell. I think it's like you look around and see that there's a need for something, right? And rather than having a passion for whatever it is, like in this case, let's say motors, right? Right. right. Rather than having a passion for motors, you need to have a passion for something that launches motors. Right. Right? So whether it's photography or videography or design or... Um, you're really good at building websites, whatever it is. Like, you don't necessarily have to have the passion for the product itself. It helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. Um, especially if it's good, like the like Viper yeah, chairs, like 100%. best product on best available chair shop chair in hands down in that spot on the market, right? So, super easy to just like launch. Yeah. You don't have to feel guilty about it. You don't have to feel you know. Yeah. Like, it's a journey. You have to fall in love with the journey. Yes. And. Um, that's that's essentially what it comes down with. Like, uh, shit, I had something so good to say too, but I can't think of it. Oh yeah, the advice would be um, one: if you don't just like go and find something to sell. Like, what is it that you're passionate about? Like, for me, it's building that brand. Mm-hmm. Like, I picture the Viper brand 
that's my journey of building this. I don't care what product it is, whether like there's interest in it or not, we're still going to launch the best of the best products, no matter what industry it's in. It's how but do it I... doesn't matter what the product is. It doesn't it's, matter what it is. It's the vessel for getting it to its destination. And it's going to be the best damn product out there. Same thing with Viper Energy. Like it is the, it's going to be the best product out there. So it's like building that brand that you can build this team, this community, and like do all the fun shit that I wanted to do at a new company. Like I, I picture my college self. Yeah. What did I say? I said I didn't want to go work for a corporation or a big corporate company that I had to wear a suit and tie to. So I want to build this organization that kids out of college want to yeah. sign up and work for. This awesome community. It doesn't matter what we're selling. So, you know? and I agree. Whether or not you think your product is the best, I think that if if you believe there's a spot in in the marketplace for it, if you think there's a gap, and you have a passion for design or any of those things, I think. You know, wake up tomorrow, take whatever that passion is and find find a way to use it as a vessel. Correct. So which brings me to my next point with the passion is if you can't build because being an entrepreneur, building your own business is fucking hard and it's not made for everyone. Yeah. So if you have that passion, like you were just saying, video or designing, I highly, highly, highly recommend doing exactly what you did is be an entrepreneur. Go into an organization that's growing, that's young, that's a startup company, and grow with them. Yeah. Don't go in there all greedy. I want this amount of cash. I bring this much to the table. No, you prove it. Like, yeah. literally, it's you as a spitting image. You came <laughs> in here, and you fucking grew. Like, you had talent, but now your talent is 10x, mm -hmm. and you proved it to us. And now we want to build a team underneath mm -hmm. you of 100 people just for you. And, like, so that would be my biggest advice to those that may not – want to become an entrepreneur because there are a lot of things that you don't see as an 100%. entrepreneur. I would say it's definitely not for everybody. And if you can, like you said, an entrepreneur where you can take that vessel, that skill, whatever it is, and and channel it through a business, through a product, yeah, it just takes off. It does. It's insane. Like you can be an entrepreneur in, in a young company. Yeah. You can build your own brand in a young company. You can do everything that you want to do as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur. Go into an organization, become the best at what you do in that organization, and prove to them that you are undeniably the best that there is. Mm -hmm. But you cannot ask for things that you do not deserve. If you are not Agreed. sharpening your tool set, then you do, do, do not deserve a promotion. If you are not learning new skills, then you do, you do not deserve that next position yeah like you have to go in there and show them what you are worth plain and simple oops that's right. it that's it that's uh the that's, buzzer, that's 50 minutes the bother this episode of viper after hours was brought to you by viper energy viper energy will be launching on may 17th 2023 the main purpose be behind viper energy is similar to what we talked about in this podcast is that no matter what the product is that we launch under the Viper brand, it is going to be the best and of the highest quality. So that's exactly what Viper Energy is. It has no artificial ingredients. It has vitamins, minerals, magnesium, zinc. It has all your all nine essential amino acids, and it tastes great. Not only that, but it has 150 milligrams of caffeine, so it's not going to give you a huge spike and then you're going to drop. Instead, it's going to give you a steady increase of energy, especially when it's backed by L-theanine. L-theanine combined with caffeine gives you such tunnel focus. I think you guys are going to love it. Check it out May 17th. Limited quantity to start, and I would not miss it. Thanks for watching.